0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome again to another episode of La- The Last Guys and the Bleachers presented to you by your neighbors and friends at Sprout and Press 4525 Red Street. And in addition to that, your neighbors and friends at the Mordock Law Group 7623 Maple Street. I'm Ryan Hancock, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, WAP. WAP, welcome back. We've had a lot of stuff that's going on uh, since you've been gone, man. How you been doing? I'm fine. How you doing? I'm all right. As you guys know, I'm this is, of course, part, this is, it's part, as you guys know, this is part of the kidswearcrowns.com with uh, family of uh, podcasts. And you can follow us at the kids at the K-W-C-T-H-E. K-W-C-blog. uh on twitter and you can follow me at twitter on twitter at rhancock19 you can follow courtney hendricks i mean wop at courtney hendricks that's c-o-u-r-n-t-n-e-e-h-e-n-d-r-i-x so that being said man welcome to the show we got a lot of stuff to talk about and the first thing we are talking about before that uh, that was David Sanborn with A Change of Heart. And, of course, that intro music is very appropriate for what happened to uh, last Wednesday with the NFL. And that was the um, the anthem policy. Um, the anthem policy, of course, we all know that Colin Kaepernick started taking a knee. And I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this uh wop and the reason why i want to talk about this is this the n f l has once again dropped the ball on just I, I don't know what the i mean what's the word i'm i'm trying to help me out here wop what i want to first get your opinions on this and then we'll discuss about it we'll discuss it in uh, in detail um well, I mean, like you said, they dropped the ball. They're
2: basically um, forcing the players who would protest to just hide, and that's not the correct way to go about things. And I'm sure that they don't think like the thing about people in power and people like that—they only see things from their view. So to them, mm-hmm. this solution doesn't this solution doesn't look like how it looks to us, like that they're making the people hide. They're just they're making they it look like them, well, you didn't want to stand for the answer, so just don't come out, period. Now you now you get to show your now you get to show that you don't support the answer by not coming out. But that's not showing that's not that's not the purpose of what they were doing. First of all, it was never about the answer. Period. It was never they about it, it around and they, and they made
1: it they made it about the anthem, I and mean, then they made it seem like okay. Colin Kaepernick decided upon himself to take a knee. It was a white guy that suggested that he took a knee. Why aren't you guys mad at him? A white guy suggested to Colin Kaepernick because here's the thing: when Colin, Ka- when Nate, well, I, said, I, I never knew that. No, no. It was a white guy. It was a white guy that suggested that he took a knee, because and it, 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 when a, a fallen comrade a comrade dies in the military, they always take a knee. They do it at their, you know, when they go to the cemeteries, and of course, you know, on Memorial Day, they, they always go to their gravesite and they always take a knee. So Nate Boyer okay. suggested that he should do it this way. Because at first he was okay. like, I was angry. I was angry. I thought he was pissing on the flag. However, I wanted to see from his point, and I said, okay, this is how you should do it. Now, in, in a lot of people's mind, in a lot of people's mindset, that's, oh, that's the white moderate type of shit. Whereas, no, that really isn't, the white moderate that Dr. King was talking about in um, in his letter from a Birmingham jail. That was a guy who served in the military who felt like, okay, even though I may not agree with it, I'm like, okay, I can still we can still find a common ground. Uh mm-hmm. huh. And th- and th- that's the what that's how I that's how I gathered the whole thing. Okay.
2: I never knew
1: that. I, I thought
2: it all.
3: I thought
2: Cap came up with everything about this plan. You know, that's news to me. I'm sure that's news to a couple of the people listening to the podcast too. I never knew that Cap didn't. I thought it was all. Everything about the plan was his.
1: No, it was it was Nate Boyer that did it. And 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 the thing about it, Bob, is that we ele- okay. This is what I said on Wednesday. If you beat your wife, guess what? We got a we got a uh, we got a we got a number for you. Suit up. If you kill somebody in a drunk driving accident, you still got a job in the NFL. But God forbid be gay or stand up for social injustice. It's like, oh no no no, you, you no know, you can't do that. I feel like the NFL is so tone deaf on things. It's just, it's like when 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 the news came out on Wednesday, I said, you know what, I'm not even surprised because in when the, the NFL, news came
3: out.
1: when the news came out about the patriotism stuff, I'm not even surprised because I said years ago, me and me and some friends of mine, years ago, we were we were surprised about this. Years ago, we learned. That they gave that the n f l took a six point eight million dollar check from the government, so they could do the air the flying the flying over uh stadium so that they could unfurl the giant flag at football games so that they could do the whole salute to service shit it was never a it was never true patriotism it was patriotism done with a check Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh.
1: That's true. And then you
2: got got then you got like nobody and then my thing about the whole situation is people act like they care about cap and they care about the whole situation. But you got you got Ed Reed still out here without a job and nobody's even it's not even really getting a head any kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he lost his job too because and that's clear what it is because he was a damn good. I mean, the Niners have him playing linebacker, or he can play safety. So he's at least an athlete who can do what some team needs. You know what I'm saying? And, no, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have – his little brother is now in the NFL playing for the Texans, but he doesn't have a job.
3: It's because
2: he supported his friends. And what's crazy is, you remember – I can't remember exactly how it went, but didn't Malcolm Jenkins, he was involved with them too, but he ended up meeting with the NFL and and collecting a check, didn't
1: he? I think so. I think that's how they could – I think that's what happened. I think that is what happened. If the NFL had went and said this, Colin, we hear you. We may not agree, but we hear you. Like, for example, like, for example, I'll give you an example. There was like this incident involving my landlord, my landlord's friend and me. And I say, listen, here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it this way. Okay. I'm my landlord's gonna deal with it. We're gonna do it this way. We're gonna internally deal with this because we want to keep the peace around here. Uh-huh. We want to keep the peace around this neighborhood. Okay. The NFL didn't do that. The NFL didn't go to college and say, look, we hear you. We want you to be the spokesperson for social justice. We want you to you, – we want 32 different li- liaisons, 32 different li- liaisons in all of the NFL cities, one for each team. You can talk with them. You can – you know, do you know? Talk with them, and say, "Okay, here's what we want to do." You get what I'm saying? They didn't do I those didn't. things. They didn't do those things. What they did was, I didn't, I didn't
3: what they know.
1: did was, yeah, they whatever. went. To, they, they, what they went did was, the way that they went was this: you either stand for the anthem. Or we're going to or you're going to get fined, or you're going to get a 15-yard penalty. That's what they did with the NFL. That's what they did.
4: Uh-huh.
1: They took the wrong approach and they made a, a, what was a mount a molehill out of molehill a, into a mountain.
2: I agree. And it's just pushing it away into the closet, like you know when your mom tells you to clean up and you throw everything in the closet. That's all it's really doing. The,
1: and, and the way I see it is, they really wanted to just make the problem go away. That's they, quite, I mean, oh. that's why they did it. They, they made, they wanted to make the problem go away, whereas. It's sort of like the, in the NFL I, I believe this The NFL views their players as cattle They don't view them as people They view them as cattle They view them as They'll shoot you up And spit you out And everybody starts saying Well oh yeah the NBA has the same rules But you know what the NBA Allows the players to be themselves It does for the most part and but you
2: know what? For I, the mo- and the NBA has always historically
1: been more for us anyway the the NFL, the NFL the NFL has always been and it's even back to the to the old days they viewed the players as cattle they view the players as property they view the players as property. yeah the owner, I I told the the I owners view them as property. There's no guarantee. I mean, that's why you see not for long. Everybody like, well, okay, Tim Tebow, got three different contracts. He got a contract with the Eagles. He got a contract with the Patriots. He got a contract with the Jets. Here's the thing.
5: Yeah.
1: Well, Tebow
2: I wasn't in those places. I, 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 I my bad, man. But I agree though, man. Um, I was telling my wife the other day when we were having this conversation about this. The owners really think that they own their players. Mhm. And that's all. And they don't know any better because that's their mentality. Like they've all, they've had some. It's so much privilege on them that they really think that they own the people. They think because I pay you, I own you, and because of the amount that I pay you, I definitely own you. This isn't a regular job. You signed your name on this contract, so I own you. Now. That's really their
1: mentality. It's the way that the NFL views The NFL, as I said, they've gotten it wrong so many times. They've gotten it wrong so many times. It's like, I I said this the the other day, I would love for Roger Goodell to sit up there at the podium and say, I got it wrong. But you know that's not going to happen. He's not because he knows that the owners pay him. So why am I going to go against them? It's just like and, 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 and you know and WAP, you know I I love the NFL I love the NFL I love football but it's like I know it's so is, hard it really
2: sucks it sucks it's for
1: hard for me to sports. give you it really up have all of this no. it's hard for me to give up give it up. And then now, here in New Orleans, Drew Brees opened his mouth, and I'm like, and everybody's like, (laughs) well, Drew Brees, okay, Drew Brees lives in Audubon. If you're not familiar with New Orleans, okay, I live in Central City. Central City is predominantly black. It's not the best, but it's where I live in, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't expect a person that lives on Audubon and St. Charles Avenue to fucking get What the fuck? Where the fuck those uh, Colin Kaepernick is coming from? So
2: I'm not saying that you're gonna give him. I'm not saying that you're giving him an excuse, but if you're gonna give him that, then you got to give it to all of these people because most of these owners and these NFL guys they don't get.
4: They they didn't grow up. Yeah, that's my whole point.
2: Like, and that's why, and they still have that kind of slave mentality, and that's why they feel like their workers are. Their property And that's all That's the disconnect You got people who are really for the people And you got
1: people who Tolerate the people It's like It's like I, I explained it to some, I, I told this to a friend of mine A friend of mine named Chanel And I told her this On Saturday I say, listen Why are we getting mad at Who For what he believes Because you lives at Audubon and St. Charles. I live at Washington and LaSalle. You get what I'm saying, Walk? I live in Yeah, I get get it it. So I would be mad if it was if it was if it was a black man saying this, if it was a black man saying this, I'd be pissed off. I'll be mad but but what if but
2: answer this, what if that black man Grew up where Drew Brees grew up, and he had a disconnect. You know, there are some blacks out there who have that disconnect with other black people because they didn't grow up around them. So, what if there's a black guy out there who feels that the NFL is right for what they're doing? Are you mad
3: at him?
1: Well, I, well, you're right. You're right. You're right. Cause, you know, me. You know, Glenn came down here to New Orleans. Um, he came down here to New Orleans. I think uh, back in well, it was a few weeks ago. And we were talking about this, and I said, you know, you have a bunch of people, a bunch of black folks, who feel that disconnect with other black people because they didn't grow up in the hood. They didn't know anything about um, police, racial profiling. They were in this bubble. So when they got outside the bubble, it was hard for them to relate to other black people. Does that make sense? Mm So I'm not – so, uh, so I, I wouldn't be angry. I'm not. I think you're kind of like hitting the nail on the head with this. I wouldn't be angry at those at those guys either. I'm not angry at Drew Brees because I mean I have a right to disagree with what he says, but I'm also not going to be angry at a black person that also believes the same thing. You get what I'm saying? It's yeah, like I what
2: you're saying, but I also feel like at, at some point you have to open your mind. To right. what's going on yeah, And right. actually, actually research it before
5: you speak You know what I'm
2: saying Like yeah. I can't give you the You didn't know if you're going to jump out on the podium And speak about it You know what I'm saying Like yeah, I can give this conversation Between you and workers and the media here But he took it upon himself To jump upon the podium And say, and say what he said And I mean Because he's And I'm the kind of person like I'm not that that guy who is like on Twitter who is just like, oh, he said this. Counsel him. It's over with for that guy. That's just not me because people say stupid shit every single day. I mm-hmm. stupid things. You can pull up you can pull up some very stupid tweets from mine if you go back a couple of years. And 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 I'm not saying I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he will mm-hmm. research research the situation to correct what he said. But all I'm saying is that people say stupid shit every single day. To me. And like, I'm not just gonna be a Drew Brees hater because of what he said, but at the same time, he needs to realize the error of what he said. Yeah, I, I
1: think I, I think that's a fair point. It's like it's like with people with social media, it's like people are so quick to cancel. Like people, there are people in Southeast Louisiana that assumed I voted for Trump because I said some stupid ass sarcastic remark to this guy, and. Some people actually believe I voted for Trump, which I didn't. I voted for Clinton in the election. And some people, there are black folks in this on, on Louisiana Twitter, on St. Twitter, that actually believe I'm a Republican. And I'm like, my family all my relatives are fourth, fourth – I'm a fourth-generation Democrat, okay? I just don't talk that much about politics on on, on, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, You've seen, I mean, you followed me for a couple of years, so you know that's pretty much not the case. I don't really give a fuck about politics. But, with black people, when, I'm like, the thing that I tell people, I say, the cult of celebrity is too strong for people. The cult of celebrity is, you do this, I agree. It's like the,
2: it's like the celebrities, it, I, I won't say raise people, but it's like, People are so surprised when a celebrity makes a human mistake. And it's just, it's it's kind of disheartening because, like, they're just, they're normal people like us. They're just rich. (laughs) It's
1: it's the thing, it's the thing with Colin Kaepernick. It's like, it's like with Colin Kaepernick. I told someone, I don't give a fuck what the guy does. I support what he does. You get what I'm saying? But he's a normal person. He's just a rich guy and a celebrity. He's still a celebrity. But everybody around here is like, oh, man, Colin Kaepernick speaks for me. No, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. Colin Kaepernick is a rich guy, a rich, normal guy, okay? You still got to work at McDonald's. He doesn't. It's like, I'm like, every time I think about it, I'll be like, damn. What if Colin Kaepernick comes out with a white woman? Oh, he, oh, that's right. He has a white mom. Why haven't you all talked mm-hmm. to him yet?
2: They, I mean, and a lot, and you know what? You'd be surprised that a lot of people probably don't even know that he has a white mom. And secondly, you're right. I mean, they would probably counsel him if he came out with a white woman because they would say how could he battle black social justice and marry a white mom, which ironically happens a lot.
1: It's like it's like we cancel people out so damn much. It especially like with with black folks we we cancel people out so damn much. It's like for example, the it's like it, for example, Jesse Williams. Everybody's like, "Yes, Jesse Williams. Yes, Jesse Williams." And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, he cheated! He cheated on a black woman. How dare he cheat on a black woman? And how dare you hate your mother? They fail to realize that he is a human being. It's like I said, and 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 now we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to a quick break. Uh, Wap, we're gonna talk a little bit more about. Um, we're gonna talk about last night the game seven in the N- in the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals. And we're going to have a little uh, fi- uh little final preview. We're going to get to some music. This time, we're going to get to some music from the tri- A Tribe Called Quest Kids. And we'll be right back with more on The Last Guy in the Bleacher.
5: Hang on in, I was probably high. Just forgot to call you back, simple as that. Ain't no almanac, so lick my dictionary. I might just call a cab because I did canary. Yellow accents on a dog, bitch. I met her back when she kept all our carpet. I'm willing where all this shit is fantasy. i double down y'all the fuck your plan B. Dad, to mean a mama's mannerisms. That mean, don't mean to get vulgar, but it's some holes in it, bitch, like a box of donuts. It's a whole in it, bitch, standing on the corner. Condolences to niggas that got erased. I watch some liquor on the cop's grave. Mmm, digital church bells. Bring the street, show work well. Kids, kids, don't you know how all this shit is fantasy? Kids, don't you know how all this shit is fantasy? Kids, don't you know how all this shit is fantasy? For real. For real. For real. For real. Kids, don't you know how this shit is fantasy? Kids, don't you know all this shit is fantasy?
4: Kids, don't you know all this shit is fantasy? For real. For real. For real. For real. real. I don't wanna get up now, I don't wanna go to school. I don't wanna be the best, don't wanna follow rules. This it's my time, gonna put a little life to it. If i are an obstacle, then I'm a bike to it. I see it like a kitty on a carousel. If I earl while I go around, what the hell? And that went well. So I'm compelled To have visions of getting chicken While my friends get jailed. My young nigga motto was Fuck it, I'm already grown And I dream of when I'm 16 I'm out my home That petty though cut my mama boyfriend though It's kinda long Like this old hair hustle, yo He cognizant of a nigga Ride and die I see us getting money Through my green eyes Kids don't
5: you know how this shit Uh, kids, say I'm the shit I'm Chick-fil-A nuggets made on the french fries The spicy pie pies and red lobster
4: biscuits
5: And Girl Scouts and men's uh, caught my penmanship uh, But oh shit look like I'm hungry
4: now again And I can't do nothing about it because my teeth are all rotted And my mom and my pop, they just grin And empathize with me cause they were little like pigmies But too bad they can't get back, they remember when Them grown-up stories don't work in the court of the kidneys, the judgment is in and why y'all doing all your bitch? Y'all are reminiscing kids. But
5: the kids? The grown-ups on up. They stood on the corner. Like you once a pony. Time probably felt like a loner. smelt felt like a stoner. snuck to Daytona. So when they question you
4: about who or who, you ain't boning. Complaining that you always moaning, never saying good morning. Storming out my house and slamming doors like you paying bills. They been through it too, though. They were kids like you, though. But what do, if they just do, though?
5: And you with the cheat code. To a game you just start uh, playing, and no uh, extra man. Leave you reckless
4: on the court. With no hoppers in the shot. Just a puncher. You. you got a nigga, just give it what you got. Yeah, it look different
5: on the yacht, but I ain't gonna lie, I miss kayaking. Uh, I love the young niggas, and they do too. They just be acting like a bunch of Tired, tired, that a bit too salty. Yeah, they blood pressure high. Why they don't play no more problems?
3: I've called Quest
1: and we are back with more on the last guys
5: in the bleachers
1: and WAP last night um, the Warriors and uh, Rockets I want to get your thoughts first and then I'll chime in well <clears throat>
2: you know I'm not the greatest basketball uh, um, analysis in the world but I feel like you know, people are complaining about what the refs, which the refs did clearly affect the game and the speed and flow of the game. But you got to stop chunking up threes when you're up by twelve if you're missing them like that. They, didn't they say they missed twenty-seven of them? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like something
2: twenty-seven. Like that. Yeah, that's I like, like I understand that's how you, I understand that's how you play, but sheesh, they just couldn't—they couldn't hit anything. It just got wild And I just oh, – you know when playing the Warriors going into the half that they make crazy adjustments or whatever. But but them putting Bell in was a big thing for them. It like, it helped get Curry more. He was able to set up more screens, and he had
3: some nice to on to set up the threes.
2: So I think we might see a little bit more Bell in the Cavs,
1: and especially if Iggy isn't able to play. I'm looking at the plus minuses for the game last night uh, for the game last night, which is loading up right now, um, which is loading up right now on the um, on uh, my uh, on my tablet, and I think that one thing, and as you said, as you said, they were chucking up a lot of threes, but we're also I'm looking at the plus minuses for um, and the thing I about the living Washington, by the three and down by the. Three. The thing about the thing about living by
2: the three and dying by the three is if it works, everybody's happy. If it doesn't, everybody's like, Yeah, you shouldn't
1: have took those threes. But but the thing is, here's where I'm looking at. The best player for the Rockets, according to the plus minuses, was Gerald Green. He had a plus ten. James Harden had a minus a negative a minus thirteen. Eric Gordon had a minus five. Trevor Ariza had a minus fifteen. And if you look at the starters for the Rockets, everybody was in, was in plus. Like plus 11 for Green, plus 10 for Durant, plus 13 for um, Curry, and, plus, and a net positive zero for Clay Thompson. So what does what that tell you? It's like this. All of those those, the starters for the Rockets played very poorly. Very poorly, according to the plus minuses. If you look at James Harden, he was he had 32 points. He was 12 of 29. And he was, but he was two of 13 from beyond the arch. So that means he missed 11 out of the 11 out of 13 shots. What does that tell you, what?
2: I feel like James Harden played a pretty good game last night. But I just, I mean, the, the Rockets had a crazy first half, especially defensively if you look at both sides of the ball. But, like, like I mean, just like in the other games
1: that they lost, they just fell apart in the third and fourth quarter. I mean. The Warriors, they made the adjustments. I mean, say what you will about Steve Kerr. That the Warriors made the necessary adjustments. The necessary adjustments. They did. They did and every time and and, and I mean and, and the Rockets kept trying to play their game. I think the Rockets kept trying to match Golden State shot for shot. I think
3: with that's the three. just how the Rockets play
2: that. <laughs> like that's how they played this year. They they've been a three point shooting team, but I what? I still think that they I I I, I still think that they should have maybe tried to try something else though in game seven when you – Missing the three like that, you got to
5: make some type of adjustment. I mean, I, you got, I
2: state, mean, like, I mean, you can you can try to outshoot going to State, but I mean, two it's like two of them are going to heat
3: up every time.
5: So you got it. It takes a lot of time. Now. It takes a
1: lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. So, so the thing is, what you're looking at, what we're looking at with the with with, with what we're looking at is. Now, here's the question I want to ask you is this. If Chris Paul had played in this game, would the Rockets have won? Uh,
2: I don't know if they would have won, but it may have been a concert game. I mean,
3: they were, they they lost, games. It's just
2: called, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. A lot of, I mean, if you're a Rockets fan, of course you're going to say if you have 53, you're going to win. But I don't think that, I don't know if he was even to the determining factor. I mean, like the game where he got hurt, where Clay went off for what? thirty or forty when he was dropping on the and stuff so like I mean you just don't know who's gonna, who's gonna crank up when you got four guys I do get get hot like that. Golden State has been I mean it's they've been the team that's hard to beat in seven game series. When and as a matter of fact, when does the um final start? What day do they
1: start on? Uh I think Thursday is when they start. Okay.
2: So what are what are your predictions for that matchup?
1: It's very hard to say. I'm I'm going with the Warriors in the sweep. I I just don't think Cleveland Cleveland has played a lot of emotional. They've played two very highly emotional Game Sevens. Uh, one against Indiana and one against Boston. I think their emotion. I think they're basically running on fumes, and I think LeBron is running on fumes, even though you have to respect what he's doing, I still don't see them winning a game in this series. <laughs>
2: I think that, like, to me, uh, Golden State did look a little beatable against Houston, though. But it's just Houston has much... Well, Houston shots weren't them but they do have better shooters than the fans like the Cavs have, but you just never know with LeBron James. And I hate, like, I'm not a fan of LeBron at all, but you never know if, like, just saying that they'll win a game or not. You never know with him the, like, he's he he, he he's been able to wheel together some hands in some situations that look like they wouldn't. But if Golden State really comes to play and, and Kevin Durant comes to
1: play like he came to play in the second half last night, it's going to be very mm-hmm. hard for them to do
3: right right
1: so now we're going to uh we're going to shift over we're going to uh go get to a go get to a music break real quick and that music break this time we're going to play some music from currency and we're going to be joined by uh Roger Myers uh he's going to be talking with us about college baseball uh, about college baseball so those that's coming up uh in a moment on the last guy in the bleachers and it's presented to you by your neighbors and friends at thekidswearcrowns.com. dot com. Oh, hold on. I say we got a caller in. I think hold on, Wop. I think we got a caller in. And let's see who is this. Oh, well, who good who afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, Wop, uh, Wop, and uh, and uh, myself. Uh, caller from
3: the nine seven three. Who is this? That's correct. Uh, this is Lou from Jersey. Oh Lou, how you doing, Lou? All right. I just I I heard about the show, but I haven't had a chance to call in. But I knew I knew about it from the blog talk site.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, what's what's your thoughts?
3: Well, uh, my thoughts is like, um, well, I think the Mets are in a bad shape because now the seventh player on the team has now gone onto the DL list as their uh, opening day starter, guard. I mean, is there anything the Mets can do to avoid getting injured? This is not a baseball team. This is a mass unit. You know, the Mets
1: have been. You know, and I know we we, have, we haven't talked about um, about the about baseball uh, any on the show, but I, I would say this, Lou. The Mets have been. You know, like Noah's no sending guard. They're wasting his best years, his yeah. prime years. The same way that they did with David Wright, same way they did with Jose Reyes, the same mm-hmm. way that they did with Matt Harvey. The Mets have had a history of wasting great talent that they've had. Like think about, like think about what um, during the, the late 90s when they had Eduardo Alfonso and Ray Adonias and John Olerud and um, yes and um, Robin Ventura. The Mets. Have had a history of wasting great players in their prime. They're just wasting their prime, and the same thing um, we we've seen with uh, we've seen with 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 Noah Syndergaard and Ike Davis and Jose Reyes and David Wright, and it, the list goes on and on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I don't know what to tell you about the Mets. I, you know, at first, like, they were, they went on that hot streak to start the season. They beat my Cardinals to open the season. And it seemed like, yeah. oh, man, Mickey, you know, Mickey Calloway was like the, the early odds on favorite to be the manager of the year. And now they've fallen back to earth because of injuries, the Matt Harvey situation. I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. I just feel like the mm. Mets have, they, they're wasting Noah Syndergaard's best years. I mean, you can say what you want to say about the Dodgers and and Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You know, Clayton Kershaw, that, oh, the Dodgers are wasting Clayton Kershaw's best years. But I just think it's more of a bad luck thing with Clayton Kershaw. I don't think it's the Dodgers wasting his best years. The Mets with Noah Syndergaard,
3: different story. You know, and um, what was the Mets' uh, loss, I think it might be the Reds' game as uh, Harvey um, went there. Although, I mean, the Reds are not uh, nothing to write home about either, but at least he's made some progress with them and saying up with the Mets.
1: It, it's a change of scenery thing. The change of scenery yeah. is what he needs. He needed. a change of scenery.
3: Well, obviously it's helped them a bit. Even the even though they're not much of a great team either.
1: I mean, no, the Reds aren't either. I mean, the Reds are not a, a great team, and I'm you know I'm not going to sit here and say they're you know one of the best teams in the in baseball. But I think Harvey needed a change of scenery more than anything.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. As for the Yankees, they seem to be doing a lot better, and I knew they were going to do better once the uh, the season got you know. Like uh, two weeks in, and I was right.
1: Right, but Lou, thank you so much for uh, calling in, and uh, we gotta get to a quick music break. Roger Myers is joining us, and we're gonna get to uh, game tapes from currency. We'll be back on the last guy in the bleachers. away, we can
2: handle this like the
3: we me right,
2: me and my dogs mansion. And a low rider like four desperados. Right. And a couple wagons. Wild, wild west fashion. Nigga, this is that jet landing. Jet landing. On the uncharted grounds, nigga. Been to plant my flag in this bitch. Yeah. On the ship. Rap money, buying homes. Open the stores. Add to it, multiply, hustle more What else you think you living for? The game is raw Show your young ones how to ball Before they run the to town, they gotta walk the walk A boy to chalk, the yellow to the mug at all costs Cause niggas are certain, they try to take you off to be the boss They lost, I been found that out Think I hear the black boys on the couch At the basement of Bundy grandma house Shit, gang tapes uh, uh, still can't look where Rico killed me. Every day in the city you hear the same shit All you can do is trust a few Stay alert for the weak links in your crew That shit that get you hurt or worse Shit real, I'll say that I ain't warn you first Game tapes, Game tapes, Game they gotta walk the walk, avoid the chalk, the yellow tape, the mug at all costs. Cause niggas are certainly try to take you off to be the boss. They lost, i been found that out. Think I the black boys in the couch, at the basement of Bundy Grandma House. Yeah, the switch, game
3: face, my
1: right, we're back with more on the last guys in the bleachers, and this is, uh, as you guys know, I'm Ryan Hancock, and you can follow me on Twitter at r_hancock19. And the beer of the week is Mudbug Brewery Cafe Olay Coffee Milk Stout, 5.6 alcohol volume. I got this at the corner. So you know, that nowadays down here in New Orleans, they sell good ass beer at these damn corner stores. They don't fucking sell. They don't fucking sell uh, Budweiser. And uh, what's that for? They don't sell, you know. It's like now I've gone from drinking Budweiser wow. and Heineken and to, to cast to fucking craft beer. Like this is how you know your hood is gentrified when the corner stores are selling craft beer. My hood is gentrified. <laughs> well, My I mean, not only that, but you're
2: in New, New, you're in New Orleans, so I mean. People are gonna I mean, be walking around stopping th- at
1: the corner store looking for that type kind of stuff. They, like, yeah, let me tell you this: the nearest, the, the corner store that's like near my house, my house, the corner store that's near my house. Let me tell you this: they sell the Budweisers and the Heinekas. They don't sell what I'm drinking. This is Mudbug Brewery. This is good breakfast beer. Okay. Good breakfast beer. It's brewed by Mudbug Brewery, LLC, in Thibodeau, Louisiana. So that's like out of town. So they got really good beer. Um, we got some odds and ends to talk about on the, on the podcast, while because before, we join, we're, before we're joined by uh, Roger Myers, um, Randy Chaston had a, uh, a little plaque made of her. She was inducted into the Bay Area Hall of Fame. Uh, Sports Hall of Fame, and it did not look like her. It looked like some—I I don't know what—I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Oh, it looked like a man, didn't it? I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was gold. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it looked like a that being said, that being said, like, I, and I say, Brandy Brandy Chaston was my first soccer crush. She was my first soccer crush, along with Mia Hamm. Mia Ham, Brandy Chaffin, Alex Morton, and uh the black girl Sydney LaRue. Sydney LaRue. Like I had that photo of her doing a bicycle kick on my phone. That's my like that was my phone wallpaper. It's gonna be my my uh header my header my header photo when uh the the World Cup starts because she's so damn fine, man. Let's just say I had a lot of uh inappropriate thoughts that I can't say on the air when I saw that. So, <laughs> that being said, who would be your, like, your four, the four most beautiful soccer players in the world? Because, for me, it's, it, it, it's Brandy Chaston, like, of all the time, Brandy Chaston, Alex Morgan, uh, Sydney LaRoe, and Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm hit the lottery because she married no More, got Garcia Power. No More got Garcia Power Garcia Power is my president right now. What?
2: Uh huh. Yeah, so who I'm, gonna you to, um, I'm gonna have to say I don't really know a lot, a lot of them because I've never really followed. The sport of soccer, well, especially not women's soccer, you know. So I can't even tell give you an answer for that. I'm going to have to look the people up there to tell you. Okay.
4: But yeah. I know I
2: saw that yeah. article about that, though, and it looked nothing like yeah. her. And, and got, they were
3: saying they were going to resculpt it or something, weren't <laughs>
1: they? Okay. okay. Look, I'm on the air right now. I'm we talking about it. I know about so that that being said, uh Charles I mean not Charles uh WAP, um that being said, um that being said, we're gonna be joined by uh Roger Myers. I was uh talking to someone on uh uh talking with someone real quick. So uh that being said, uh WAP we are joined by Roger Myers. He is the SB nation uh, base college baseball guy for Roll Bama Roe. That's the Alabama. That's the Alabama uh, SB Nation blog, and he is going to be talking to us about the college world about the college uh, baseball tournament. He'll be joining us right momentarily. And uh, before we go any further, we would like to thank you guys for listening in. You can always catch all the episodes on the KidsWearCrown.com. This is our very first, uh, very first podcast on blog on Block Talk Radio with me and WAP. We did one with Jay Arnold. Jay Arnold is the other uh rotating co host um uh, for the uh for the show. So he um he also is uh, a very big integral part of the uh last guys and the bleachers. So we'll have new episodes every Monday on Block Talk Radio. We you never know what we might talk about. So um we got we don't have him on yet. We don't have Roger on yet. So we're gonna to get to a quick uh we're gonna to get to some more odds and ends and stuff. And uh recently, uh while I was on uh Ferret Street here in New Orleans and I was riding my bike and I saw a damn um I saw a damn guy. I saw a damn camel. On Red Street. You saw what? Uh, we have a, a camel, but we. But I, it, his name is Frank the Camel. A camel. His name is Frank the Camel. And the same camel that I saw was in the second line that they did on Sunday. Like the king of the second line, literally rode a camel up St. Charles Avenue. And like St. Charles Avenue, I mean, like what's the ba- what's the main street in, in Birmingham?
3: Uh, I guess Third
1: Avenue. Okay, Third Avenue, okay. St. Charles Avenue is kinda like Third Avenue in Birmingham. So okay. I actually saw this with my own eyes. I took a photo of it. I actually post the photo on the Last Guys in the uh bleachers uh Twitter account. You can follow that at last guys underscore KWC. Right now we are joined by Roger Myers and Roger how are you doing this
0: afternoon? Doing great, Ron. Doing great. How are great, you?
1: Ron? Great. I'm all right. I'm all right. We got it. I know this. You and I, we've lived for this time for this time of the year. The NCAA baseball time was kicked off this weekend, and first and foremost, who do you think got the got the biggest snub in the NCAA baseball tournament?
0: Biggest snub, mm-hmm. um, probably Kentucky, but based on based on strength of schedule and RPI, they they didn't win enough SEC games, obviously. But um, you know, blind blind taste test their their resume with uh, wins against top hundred teams and strength of schedule. And, and RPI would, would match up with with most teams that got in over them. Um, that w- that was one glaring one to me. Um, the fact that I think it was Northeastern got in over them was kind of kind of disconcerting, in a way. Do you think but, um, do you think
1: if, do you think the snub it has a lot to do with them trying to get more northern teams into the tournament? or the fact I mean because when you look at the SEC the SEC is by far far none the best baseball the best baseball conference in the in the country it is going on the best yes. so of course no, no
0: everybody's
1: going to yeah. beat up on each other
0: everyone no, is no. going to
1: beat up on each everybody's is going to beat up on each other so for Kentucky to be penalized because of the I thought, to me, I thought Kentucky was penalized because for a minute they were ranked in the they were ranked in the top twenty five for a minute.
0: Well, they were in the top five for a, they were in the top five early on. I mean, I think when they came to Tuscaloosa, they were sixth in the country. Of course, Alabama won two out of three from them, which <laughs> that probably didn't help them any. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's
1: all like the like bad the bad
0: loss thing. Right, right. But that was, um, you know, early early on. And I guess, you know, them, I think probably losing that first game in the SEC tournament is probably what, what did them in. I think they might could have made it. You know, if they had gotten by Auburn that first day, I think they might have made it. Now, as bad as I hate to say it, I think Auburn's got a real good chance of coming out of their region at North Carolina State. Just because they have, basically, they got five pitchers that can that can get them through those that amount of games with uh, Mize and Burns and Greenhill and those guys, Mitchell and Davis, I think, are the other two. So <clears throat> I think they got a pretty good draw. I think um, some of the other other teams didn't get quite as quite as uh, favorable a favorable draw on their on their on um, Regionals. Um, the one
1: thing, the, the one focus I'm looking at right now, and I'm looking at the Clemson Regional, uh, Clemson uh, got hits State and St. John's take on Vanderbilt. St. John, I thought, should have hosted a regional, but I think them getting blown out by Seton Hall, the way that they got yeah. uh, blown out by Seton Hall, I don't think that helped them, out, uh, helped them at all, because uh, I think I'm so looking I, at it right mm-hmm. now. I think Wait, wait, did Seton Hall did they play Seton Hall in, I'm trying to think did they play him in the in the Big East tournament? I'm trying to think. Did they did Seton Hall get in? I don't think they did. I I I'm I'm not sure if they got in or okay. Yeah. All right, they, they, all right, well, that's right. They did like right, Seton Hall did get into them. They Seton Hall didn't get into okay. the um, they didn't get in. But I kind of thought oh, that okay. Seton Hall or or Vanderbilt should have hosted the uh, NCAA should have hosted a regional. I thought Nashville, I thought Vanderbilt um, should have hosted a regional, uh, apart from let's say from Raleigh, from North Carolina State.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I and think they got them, another I think one that, they, that got Van- Vandy, they didn't have a great SEC record, but you know they had everything else. Um, <clears throat> you know, the strength of schedule and and all that, which, you know, just playing in the SEC is going to you strength of schedule, but plus, you know, then you take a, play a little bit of, a couple of good out of conference teams and it really builds it up. I um, saw Oklahoma, I went to Oklahoma early in the year for Alabama-Oklahoma series, went to Norman for that, and Oklahoma impressed me. Um, I didn't Continue following them the rest of the year. I know they got in as a two or a three seed somewhere, but they're dangerous. Kyler Murray, the quarterback, boy, that that kid can play. His future is baseball, as far as I'm concerned. I know he's supposed to be their starting quarterback. But he um, he should be a fairly high baseball draft pick this year. And then then they had another outfielder too that's supposed to be a high pick. So I think, and then they had some other, who do you see? Is, what
1: what region? What regional uh, are you really focused on? Because one region I'm focused on is Oxford, and that's because Tennessee Tech, which Tennessee, is a team that a lot yeah. of people, Tech, Tennessee Tech has played so well this year. They're in that region with Ole Miss. Uh, I can't wait to see what Tennessee Tech does in the, in the Oxford regional. What region to you right. is very? Yeah, they is, can swing the
0: ball and that that that's intriguing. Um L S U going all the way out to New York, Corvallis, uh, with the Oregon State region's is interesting to me too. I think that that's um you know, kinda of a little bit out of their comfort zone as far as uh, locations. And but this is their this is LSU's time of year so we'll see what they what they have. Um I, uh saw that they're gonna Going to keep uh, hold Hilliard back to possibly a third game. Go with them. Um, go with Hess probably in game one or or the other kid, and then um, hold Hilliard, who you know pitched like an ace for much of the year as a freshman. Hold him out. Hold him back. So get him some more rest. Um, That'll be interesting. And then and then, you know Florida's lost like six out of seven, and they're still the number one overall lead, but I know they kind of shut it down as far as their their uh singer and, and their uh and their couple of their top pitchers so they kind of shut it down toward the end so I think they're they'll be rested and ready to go so I expect florida i expect Florida and Omaha and well that- um
1: who else do you see getting into Omaha? Because I know we were we're gonna be definitely talking with you a lot more during the College World Series. I mean, during the College Tournament. Yeah. That
0: means. Right. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you got to look at some of these teams like Coastal Carolina or Stetson. You know that. Well, I know Coastal Carolina's already done it, but you know, Stetson Stetson hosting and and being a you know very highly thought of. You got to think about some of those Oregon State um, out uh, there. East Carolina um, is
1: another thing that you got to look at East, East Carolina, Carolina yes and, and and I think I think you know they got a very intriguing matchup I mean I can't wait to see them play uh, South Carolina
0: uh-huh oh I know yeah South Carolina really surprised me they turned it on this street uh so, you know they they really turned it around from where they were um the
1: last year or two. Um, so that means uh, so uh, now so now um, I'm trying to look in here because we got we got to let you go because we're running short on time. Okay, all right. Who's You're
0: your good. Who, who,
1: who who's your champ? Who do you think right now with all the team with all what we've discussed? Who's your national champion? To, what's your national champion? Uh, I'm I'm going I'm to stick with Florida. I'm I'm going to have to go with um I'm gonna to have to go with them as well. I hate Florida yeah. because I think their fan base are a bunch of cry babies. But um, <laughs> I yeah. think their fan base are a bunch of cry babies. I really right. do. Well, yeah. I think actually, I, I know, think Texas, I know, A&M, I know, yeah. Texas A&M. I think I,
0: they you know, cry more than Florida. Right, right. You know, Arkansas is a team to look at too. But um,
3: yeah, Arkansas. John, is you know, a team
0: and. T- but I'll, I'm going to say Florida, and Arkansas, and possibly A and M make it to the World Series. And like I say, as much as I hate, uh, Auburn's got a shot because I think they're going to win their regional, and then I don't know who they'll be matched up with for the Super. But um, just with those, you know, having two frontline pitchers and a good, and a good bullpen, that's that's enough a lot of times, you know, to get you. To get you through, so we'll see. But I, yeah, I'll say Florida overall. Florida to win it is my is my pick as of today.
1: Definitely, but Roger, thank you so much for dropping okay. by the Anytime. show. And Roger, you can Roger Myers. You can follow him on Twitter at Roger Pat Myers and WAP. Um, damn. Oh, damn! I can't mute unmute you. Okay, all right. Oh, Lord. All right, Wap, are you there? Oh, damn. All right, Wap, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I've been here. So, Wap, I've been here.
2: I don't know why I couldn't hear
1: you. No, but you can follow me at Courtney
2: Hendricks, C O U,
1: huh? No, uh, no, I was going to talk, man, because we're talking at the same time. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, as I was saying, um, that was Roger Myers. You can follow him on Twitter at Roger Pat Myers on Twitter. We'll be talking a lot of college baseball with him throughout the college baseball tournament, and we're back with more on the uh, guys, the last guys in the bleachers, and WAP. We've we we've, we've talked a lot about we we've talked about a lot of things today. We've talked about a lot of things today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what 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 sporting events are you looking forward to? Because I know for me, I'm looking forward to the college baseball tournament. What about you?
2: Um, I'm looking forward to the finals. I guess, you know, that gets me through work with me working overnight. <laughs> um, I'm, And I'm also, I mean, I'm really just, you know, I'm a big, big, when it comes to football, I'm a big, big football fan. So, I'm, I'm ready – I'm ready for the college and NFL to start back, but I'm, but the quickest thing would be I'm ready for the you know the practices to start back, the real practice, not the voluntary practices, so we can see what's going on with these rookies.
1: Well, you're you're you and me are on the same boat. Uh, I live nine miles from Metairie, that's where the Saints practice at. So that being said, guys, we are coming to the close of this episode of The Last Guys in the Bleachers. We would like to thank the men and women who gave their lives for us to do this. Uh, Memorial Day was yesterday, but we would like to thank you guys, the men, the brave men and women who, gave, who paid the ultimate sacrifice to, for our freedom so that we could talk shit on this podcast. We'd like to thank you all for your service. That being said, for WAP this is Ryan Hancock Say thank you for your time this time, and until next week, we'll see you down the road on The Last Guys in the Bleacher.
5: Are right, out.